This is the European edition of Breaking Banks, the world's number one fintech podcast and radio show. We bring you the European unicorns, startups, founders, regulators and leaders innovating the rapidly evolving fintech scene today. A truly localized podcast with both English and local language content with some of the world's most well-known hosts and influencers in the fintech sector globally. Join us every week as we explore what makes the European Union a phenomenal proving ground for many of the fastest growing fintech plays in the world today. Okay, let's roll. Hey guys, welcome back at Money 2020 with Breaking Banks. I'm here with Damien Fontanille, Head of Institutional Sales at Forge. Damien, welcome, very well welcome to Breaking Banks. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be with you today. So, you know, you, you have been with Forge for a few months. Yes, a couple right? of them. Exactly. So, let's start by, you know, quick intro to Forge and mm-hmm. also to yourself and your background. Absolutely. So, Société Générale Forge is a digital asset subsidiary of the Société Générale Group. The company has been in existence for two years now, but they come from a group of founders who come through the internal startup call. The company has been registered as an investment as investment service firm uh, by the uh, French authority in 2021. And we have issued several securities, bonds and structured products over the years, and we want to extend our offering to external clients and also across various asset classes. Great. What about your own background? What do you do before Forge? Before Forge, I worked for 17 years in investment banking in London. I worked at Credit Yonet, Natixis, RBS, where I designed and sold structured products to the Italian and then European markets. And after that, I worked a couple of years in a tokenization firm based in Luxembourg. And naturally, I joined Forge in supporting their expansion in structured products. So, Damien, we are actually really at the frontiers, right? At asset management uh, here. You know, and, and I know because we have been interviewed, uh, we have been interviewing your CEO, like I think it was last year, actually. Absolutely. You know, close to Money yeah. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Because you guys were the first one to introduce a tokenized, uh, uh, you know, product. You know, it, uh, you know, you will. I don't remember exactly because it's been a year already, mm-hmm. but clearly back then it was a revolution to the market. What happened since then? Absolutely. So what we've done is we've issued bond natively on the blockchain. So we use a public blockchain, either Ethereum or Tezos, on which we operate right now, to issue natively the bond or the financial product. Let's put it in a wider context. So just on a CSD, we use the existing legal framework to create the security on the blockchain and to distribute it to investors. So we started with bonds, with Societe Generale issuer, and last year we issued the first structured product on Tezos blockchain. It was sold to a company of the group and is successfully redeemed a few, a few months ago. So now what we intend to do is to offer this uh, new way of structuring and distributing structured products. How do you find, uh, you know, the, the, the sales activity and the sales process, mm-hmm. right? So is it like, uh, 
Is it a product that is super easy to get understood on the other side? Mm -hmm. Because of course, historically speaking, you know, you guys are pretty innovative, mm -hmm. but you know, most of the banks they they stick to the you know to the previous way of doing things. Mm -hmm. So how is it? I mean, it's it's an interesting journey for us and the clients. It's really a collaborative effort, in the sense that we already have the track record in regulatory matters, in legal compliance, operations, structuring, and also technology. And we really onboard the clients in all these various dimensions to generate a trade. So what, what you're saying, sorry to interrupt you, to interrupt you I mean, is that uh, what you change is really the way to notarize the transaction, Absolutely. but the product stays the same. You know, because I am the moderator here, mm -hmm. I'm allowed to, first of all, not to know everything about mm -hmm. the subject, but also to try to translate things for our millions of auditors to understand. So what you're saying is that the product stays the same. Mm -hmm. It's simply the way to buy it, notarize it, and eventually sort of sell it afterwards, right? That is uh, Exactly, it's the sense the that we're using another market infrastructure, which is the blockchain, distributed ledger technology, by which we notarize the investors because we act as registrar of the issuer. So our aim is to really facilitate the distribution of financial instruments, be they bonds or structured products or other instruments in the future. What are the gains? Like efficiencies, cost, distribution? Absolutely. So in terms of their efficiencies, they can be measured as we progress through the adoption of the infrastructure because we have more and more adoption and more and more investors. It's also one of the demand of our clients is to settle faster. So we're working on this also on the repo side in order to have a faster process for, for settlement. And in terms of distribution, we want to reach out to a wide community of investors through existing distributors, but we're also looking at crypto players and in terms of uh, you know products or new products that you're going to build okay mm -hmm. what the, what is the next frontier you know mm -hmm. and and how far the complexity of these products can go i mean you can add complexity but we want to make blockchain simple for our clients both issuers and investors you want to keep it simple that's why there is a lot of educational work on the legal compliance structuring technology side it's really a partnership and it's a journey for us. It's a journey for them as well. And the landscape is changing because for next year, we'll open in, uh, in April the pilot regime, which is a sandbox through which the European regulator will allow for the first time the trading of security token. And also what's going to be a, a tremendous change is going to be to have cash on the ledger. So you've heard about stable coins, but the ECB, the European Central Bank, is expecting to issue a CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency, by 2025. So because then you would have cash and security using the same ledger. What's, what's your experience? I mean, you, you, you guys have been pioneers, you know, clearly in the, in the space. Uh, and of course, you know, we're not here to talk about other financial institutions, right? But what is going to be good is, of course, if this doesn't become a single player movement, of mm -hmm. course, but becomes a community movement. Absolutely. Right? So 
and and you have been like doing institutional sales for very long before so you have certainly the pulse on how on the other side you know clients are actually perceiving this uh, this innovation you know you already said that there is a lot of education needed but uh, is in general the world of other financial institutions moving toward this direction actually no idea of how much percent of the current products are using blockchain probably still a single digit maybe mm -hmm. but how do you see the market evolving i mean there will be a transition phase we're still at inception but the move is very powerful you sense it from the client request we sense it from the regulators, we sense it with the central banks. We have regular discussions with several central banks, including Bank de France, with whom we realized a transaction in CBDC a couple of years ago. So we see the momentum building up. There are still some reservations, and we're also facing uh, fellow competitors in the field, in, in other banks, which is a good thing because we want the industry to mature for this to become the, uh, a new standard. And yeah, thank you very much for being with us today. Matteo, it's been my pleasure. Looking forward to the next edition. Guys, here at Money 2020, talking with Forge, thank you very much for being with us. And it's a wrap. Hey guys, so welcome back to Breaking Banks uh, Europe. We are back at the Société Générale stand with uh, Cédric, Chief Sales Officer of uh, Moonshot. Cédric, welcome to Breaking Banks Europe. Thank you. <laughs> so let's start by the beginning. You know, you and, you and I talked a little bit. We never had the pleasure to meet until, never, uh, right. until now. Uh, but you had a very, like, a personal, super interesting uh, journey, right? From big guys to startup world, now back to, I would say, a hybrid uh, environment. Tell us a little bit about your story. Yeah, okay. Uh, so in a few words, um, I started uh, my career in a big corporate financial services, working uh, for 10 years for American Express. Then I decided to join the startup world, uh, working for fintech in France. Um, so regulated activities, you know, in the payment and then moving to the insurance with Moonshot. So kind of, as you said, hybrid model. Um, as Moonshot is an independent company, but belonging to a big group. Yeah. So that's an interesting model of, uh, of Moonshot uh, that we have today. So you're in sales, so I think that you're absolutely uh, well placed to like uh, give the sales pitch a little bit, or how do you explain Moonshot to potential clients or future clients? So in a nutshell, Moonshot is uh, first an insurtech. So we do technology. That's what we people should have in mind. We are a tech company, okay? Second is that we provide contextual insurance. Yep. That's something pretty specific. I even could say that we're the leader in Europe in contextual insurance. Interesting. It's not like the, the Uber drive, the, the Uber short uh, rides, for example. Yeah, absolutely. And we offer this product of insurance in B2, B2C model um, for guys who are either in the banks financial services, either in the mobility, in the e-commerce, and finally, um, for people who uh, are doing business in the um, 
travel sector. You yeah. know, um, the travel insurance is typically like the genius of this world are the more typical, right? Exactly. Oh, by the way, I, I'm sure you know this data, but uh, uh, give us a couple of examples. And if you have it, uh, you know, what is the biggest uh, percent of this context? Is, is like the travel industry by far the largest consumer of this uh, like a contextual uh, short-term insurance? So we are in the, the transformation phase, you know, because what is contextual insurance? It's about data and the way we can use the data to custom the, uh, the insurance that we offer to the consumer. So we have the data. Uh, the challenge is how to use it and how to build smart products to offer guarantees, custom-made guarantees for the customers. So it's, I would say, almost the beginning, but um, the potential is huge. And, and tomorrow could be a world of only contextual insurance because you will not imagine that we will offer you an insurance without taking into account your context, your data, your needs. So that's what we do today. So you said you're a data company. So Moonshot sort of stays in the plumbing, right? Because you do like white label uh, insurance products, right? For, you know, banks and corporations. So what are the biggest challenges, you know, of, of building such a product? Because somehow, you know, you need to plug these services to an existing uh, infrastructure, right? That's it. So the, the first revolution is about the API and how we distribute insurance because the guys who want to work with us will want to do it very easily with sometimes no bandwidth at all in the, the roadmap, tech roadmap. So the API is the first step to enter in relationship with big customers. Um, so that's the very first step. The second one is to offer a state-of-the-art customer experience because, you know, there are these guys here uh, who have uh, neobanks. Uh, they have set kind of new standards with instantaneity. Yeah. We, we need to replicate this. That's what we have to, to, to give to the final customer. So API, customer experience, uh, and, and finally, uh, instant everything. You, you cannot wait anymore. You know, you need to have immediate answer. So that's what we do. So you, you mentioned actually the, the, this gi giant uh, uh, neobanks. Uh, and uh, I want to say that the, the new big digital player, yeah. right? for which, from an external point of view, it should be easier right, to integrate a digital service such as national product. But what about uh, like, uh, you know, a, a, a more, uh, I want to say, industrial companies like, uh, you know, a, a telco provider who wants to put insurance over the counter when you buy a phone, for example. Do you experience like a difference in the challenges of integrating with ones versus the others? Yeah, that, that's uh, when we said digital today, we should think omnichannel. So it could be in-store, could be online. At the end, the customer experience should be as easy uh, whether it is online or, or in store. So what we do is to uh, we, we develop the journey to be the same, whatever the channel is, okay. And um, the challenge is again the, the time you have to convince some someone to to buy an insurance. So it should be very easy, uh, easy to understand, easy to buy, uh, and easy to claim as well. Because the moment of truth. In the insurance. Is when shit happens, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> of course. So that's of very course. important. Yeah. So uh, 
let's go back a little bit to uh, Moonshot itself. So, you know, we all know because you guys have been a guest of us uh, already, the way it has been incubated and stuff like that is actually a, you know, an example of great success, I think, of an idea was incubated in a group, uh, you know, and now became, you know, his own man yep. or company. Yep. And and earlier on, we were actually making this uh, uh, allegory or, or metaphor of you guys being now a teenager, you know, and, uh, you know, I have a teenager son, he's allowed to, like, come back at three and four, maybe not, like, overnight just yet. So, where are you in this journey, first? And second, what are the positives aspects of you know being part of a great group, yeah. but also you know being independent and agile? Yes, that's a very good question. I would do the parallel with uh, you know startup, which is a baby, and the scale up with a teenager. We we are a scale up now. Yeah. Um, so that's that's pretty interesting because we are now an ind independent, quite independent company. Okay. That means very basically that we have our own IT infrastructure. Uh, we have all important roles in the company, actually legal, sales, of course, marketing, IT. So we, we live our life, uh, but uh, we have that big group uh, that is a chance for us because um, they bring a lot of support uh, in the ventures that we, we have. Uh, and they are also a commercial partner because we sell insurances, but we need to pull the risk at some point. And they are the insurer. Uh, and the trust factor is super important, right? Exactly, as well. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's a kind of hybrid model, but successfully hybrid model. So we, we, we have that uh, specific relationship with a stakeholder, but commercial partner as well. Yeah. So, you know, we are back into real life uh, finally, you know, and, uh, you know, business meetings uh, became, uh, you know, from Zoom to person, yeah. you know, what's the value of like being here at Money 2020 in the stand of uh, Societe Generale, you know, how were the business conversation, you know, name a couple of good conversations that you had with potential, without saying the name, of course. I just want to, you know, get the vibes a little bit of being here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's, it's a really a great place and, and, and great fair because we, we, we see the things that are happening and, and so many initiatives in the payment industry, uh, so many people who are trying to... Uh, to offer this platform to start payments. Um, and we have the insurance that come with the payment. So that's a good place for us. So the discussions are good. Um, I think that uh, there are two very interesting use cases. One is about the embedded insurance. So these guys would uh, issue cards or wallets and they will need to put some insurance in it to create value, to be top of wallets, because that's, that's the challenge. And as well, we have that capability to um, monitor the data, payment data, um, identify a transaction, and push an insurance that comes with the transaction. You buy a ticket, a flight ticket, we can offer the insurance that comes with it. We see, we see that you have bought a ticket. So, you know, that, that's clever discussion we have with uh, with the. Of course. And, and also, I think that uh, what is really changing the game is on one side, uh, the availability of data that is richer and richer. But on the other side is also the intelligence on the data that is coming with it. And this is where basically Moonshot sort of brings the differentiation factor, right? 
Yeah, because the data is just the, 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 the first step, but that's... It's the raw material, Yeah, right? absolutely. So we, we, we need to, to use it to, um, to have a clever usage of them, to explain to the customer why we use them for their benefit, for the consumer. And at the end, it will, uh, it will fly. It, it will require some time again. So, but we are on the, the right on way. On the right track. So maybe the last question. Uh, uh, What's in store for Moonshot uh, in the coming months? Growth, so, growth, growth. So growth, yeah. First good, uh, good answer. Growth. <laughs> Second, uh, it's growth definitely. But the growth is um, first uh, in our own market, but also in international markets. Yeah. Uh, Expanding outside of France. Exactly. Sure. So we already have business in uh, in Europe, but we need to uh, to continue and uh, to grow our business outside of France uh, and uh, and as well we are thinking at uh, um, alternative working with platform not only direct distributors so that's um, you know we have in the group uh, some platform business so it could happen with the group but as well with the company who are building platform and we are looking for additional value added value on their platform and, and this value could be the insurance I think that was a great uh, uh, way to wrap up this uh, this conversation. Thank you for being with us. Welcome Thank you very back much. And uh, guys, stay tuned. This is from Société Générale stand. That was uh, Moonshot, and it's a wrap. Thanks for listening to Breaking Banks Europe, a Provoke Media podcast in cooperation with Fintech Stage. Don't forget to tweet us out, shout out, or post to the team at Breaking Banks EU on Twitter. If there's something or someone you'd like to hear on our cast, let us know. See you next week on Breaking Banks Europe.